Welcome to the Arkansas Inc. podcast, where we discuss the latest topics and trends in economic development with subject matter experts and influencers from across the nation and around the world. I'm your host, Jeff Moore, Executive Vice President of Marketing and Communications for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. More than ever, Americans love movies and TV, with more content offered on screens large and small than ever before. And there's a lot that goes into the production of all these movies and TV shows. According to the Bureau of Labor Statistics in 2016, the American film and TV industry accounted for, get this, 2.1 million jobs and 400,000 local businesses across this country. The industry continues to be a key driver of the U.S. economy, adding high-quality domestic jobs and paying out $49 billion to local businesses. And the movie industry is an integral part of what we know to be the creative economy. And so today we're going to learn about this creative economy on the Arkansas Inc. podcast. And my guest today is none other than Christopher Crane. Christopher has served Arkansas as the state film commissioner since 2007. And in his role, he oversees the promotion, recruitment, and development of the state's film industry by marketing Arkansas to national and international film clientele. So welcome, Christopher. Well, thank you for having me. So tell me a little bit about the connection between film and television production and economic development. First of all, my office is housed in economic development, and it's there for a reason. You know, the film industry does many things as far as, you know, attracting out-of-state investments. It creates high-paying jobs. It contributes to the economic and civic vitality of communities. It stimulates cultural tourism. And then another key component is the retention of university and college graduates. And so there's a direct correlation between what we coin as the film industry. It's not just entertainment. It is an economic driver. It's an engine. So tell me a little bit about the creative economy in Arkansas and how the film production industry fits into the creative economy in that type of ecosystem. Sure. So film in and of itself, and you know we've talked about this throughout the years. There was a study, there were actually several studies done. Uh, the Winthrop Rockefeller Institute commissioned a couple of studies by uh, RTS and Stu Rosenfeld, and it talked about the importance of capturing the creative economy. And the creative economy to us in the film industry is... You know, we look at film as the ultimate amalgam of all of the creative industries. And so to effectively produce a film, you have to have personnel, people being paid who are seamstresses and carpenters and artists and drafters and writers and, you know, musicians. And so you have all of these people who are creative in their own aspect and in their own little bubble. Uh, but when you expand the bubble and you get all these people working together, that's exactly what it takes to produce a film. And so we feel like the creative economy flourishes in part because of the film industry, because the film industry employs literally millions of people who would be able to be set into that particular category of being participants of the creative economy. I will say that when we talked about the creative economy on a state level, it was at the time of the study, it was the third largest traded cluster. It was behind transport and logistics and timber. And when we're talking about an economic engine, I think that that's very fascinating. You know, Arkansas in and of itself is just full of creative types. And we feel like there's no better industry to take advantage of that than the film industry. 
Tell me a little bit about how the film commissioner fits into this. What's the role of the film commissioner in this piece of the creative economy in film production? The role of the film commissioner, well, somewhat like a dinner roll. No, the role of a film commissioner is, you know, there's a certain amount of ambiguity, especially in the eyes of somebody who's not in the industry. What I consider myself is a producer on a state level. And so I work on logistics with every single production. We're responsible for recruiting a production to a particular area. And when we talk about an area, you know, I don't care where it is as long as it's within the confines of the state of Arkansas. So we help with productions all over the state. We deal in permitting, in road closures. We deal a lot with child labor issues and making sure that the laws are strictly followed, especially when it comes to the employment of young actors and and workers, etc. We have a pretty comprehensive data tool at our fingertips, which is ArkansasProduction.com, which is the clearinghouse for locations and crew and then all of your ancillary businesses, your support services. And so putting all that together, you know, my day-to-day duties really change. It's very dynamic. I love what I do because it's never the same on any single day. And if somebody asks you, are there similarities in productions? You know, generally, no. There are no two productions that are the same. You know, no two productions really hire the same amount of people. They're never in the same locations. You know, they're never closing down the same streets. They're never wanting the same equipment. And so it really, it changes. And so my role is is to facilitate and to handle those logistics to make sure that producers and directors have all of the necessary tools at their fingertips in order to produce the highest quality and caliber production in the state. So of all the productions that have happened in the state, and I can name three or four just off the top of my head, tell us about some of the major films that you've been a part of that have been filmed here in Arkansas. Well, we've grown over the past few years, and we're really happy about that. And I think that some of the major productions that people will be familiar with, you know, of course, Mud with Matthew McConaughey and Reese Witherspoon and Ray McKinnon and just a cast of thousands, so to speak, was filmed all along southeast Arkansas. So the production offices were located in Stuttgart. And then, you know, as far south and east as you can go, we pretty much filmed in every little town along the way, Dumas and DeWitt and Crockett's Bluff and et cetera. And so that's that's one of the larger film productions that we've had as far as feature film. And then Of course, this last year, we've parlayed that into what we think is the kind of the penultimate of the film industry and episodic television, which was HBO's True Detective 3. And so we feel like we've had some success in the past. We've had some pretty major productions in the state. Sling Blade, while not a huge economic spend, really had an impact on the state. It was really the rest of the world's first entree into the Billy Bob world. And Billy Bob produced an excellent piece of content there that then started to shine some light on some of our local content developers and producers as people who could really be a part of the industry. And so out of that spun the Jeff Nichols, who then went on to produce Mud and now several other award-winning films. And so we've got a very storied history. A lot of people take a lot of pride in the fact that something was filmed in their community, which is a great ancillary impact of film as kind of that morale building so that you can point at Uncle Joe and say, hey, look, there's there's my uncle. But some of the big films, I'd say that a community that's embraced that the most 
probably would be North Little Rock and the the three seconds of film and and you know that we saw the old mill and Gone with the Wind. And so communities have had an interesting way to take these films that we've made and turn them not only into that film was made here, but become a tourist attraction as well. So you got the Jeff Nichols and the Billy Bob Thorntons, the name brands, in keeping with the creative economy and film production as part of that greater economic movement in our state and across the nation. Not just film production, but film creation, right? I mean, you'd mentioned before all of the creative skills that kind of go into becoming a part of this ecosystem. So how has Arkansas been able to raise up its own, of course, there's Jeff Nichols and Billy Bob Thornton's, but what organically is kind of happening in our state in terms of creation? So we've seen a lot of growth in the industry, first of all, on a local level because of all of our film festivals. Right now, within the state of Arkansas, we have, give or take one that may take a year off, we have around 19 active film festivals, which not only lends to people being able to view content, but it also brings the content developers to the area. And then we're able to have our local film personnel and our kids who want to grow up and be directors, you know, they're able to rub elbows and interact with some of those people, which to me, is just a glorious thing. This last year, we had Jeff Nichols come back. He's helped create something called the Arkansas Cinema Society, which is a curated festival. And Jeff's whole intent in that is to really break down film into layman's terms and for people to be able to come to that festival to hear a director or producer talk about the idea and its conception and then how do you take that idea and then take it to fruition and it becomes something that's a viable, living, breathing piece of art or content. And so that's important. That doesn't happen a lot of places. And, you know, I applaud Jeff and Catherine and all of the people who are part of that festival. Traditionally, we've had really strong leadership at AETN. AETN has been a content creator and developer for years. They produce some of the finest documentary work in the nation, which then in turn parlays into content that's seen on a local level, but then nationally through Hot Springs Documentary Film Festival. And so I think that that's a huge part of the growth. We also have certain initiatives like East Lab. You know, and East Lab is another one that that lets kids from K through 12 and now in the college level really start to manipulate and to play and craft with cutting edge technology and film and media. And they become accustomed and it's almost like rote memory for them to talk about how films are made and, you know, what you do and what a two shot is and et cetera. And so, you know, it really has taken all of these pieces to foster this pond. And, you know, we've gotten past our tadpole stage now, and we've got some frogs. <laughs> and so, yeah, we're starting to leap a little bit. So uh, we're, we're pretty excited about it. You've been listening to the Arkansas Inc. podcast. We're going to take a short break, and then we'll be right back with Christopher Crane. Well, obviously, one of the most recent successes in the state has been HBO's True Detective Season 3, which recently wrapped production in Northwest Arkansas. How did HBO decide to film the series in Fayetteville and greater Northwest Arkansas? Well, believe it or not, it was more than a flip of a coin. 
First of all, there was a relationship there with HBO that was founded when we began recruiting Graham Gordy's series, uh, Corey. So the relationship with HBO kind of had been fostered, and, you know, we stay in touch uh, with those guys and would call, you know, every couple of months and see if there's a project out there, and then we'd get a call from them to see if something fit, et cetera. And so we got a call, and we knew that Nick Pizzolatto was writing a third series, and HBO expressed interest, and we said, of course, we'd love to have it here if we can get a shot at it. They were looking at three or four other states at the time. We were able to get them here. And one of the things that I think that gives us a competitive advantage when we're talking about economic development as well is the fact that our governor has an open door policy when it comes to that. And he's truly an economic development champion. And he was willing to sit down immediately with the producers and with the HBO executives and just talk to them in a very personal way about how much we wanted them here in the state and what that meant as far as what we could offer them. And I'm not talking about monetarily or incentives. I'm just talking about customer service. And I think that that went a long way. From his office, we literally hopped in a car and started scouting the locations that we'd already sent them. We sent them an initial package while we were beginning the process. And to tell you the truth, Scott Stevens, who was the executive producer, we were driving up Highway 7 and got out at one of the vistas there that is right at the Arkansas Valley and in the foothills of the Boston Mountains by the Cliff House restaurant outside of Jasper. And he gets out and he literally turns a circle and he says, wow, this is Arkansas. And it really was one of those moments that it just captured everything that that story that Nick Pizzolatto had written to. And that was the beginning you know, once we got them here, and that's pretty much the case in any economic development, you know, project, if we can get somebody here, our Kansans are, are warm, they're welcoming, we're amazingly articulate most of the time, you know, and I think it surprises some people. And the fact that we're well-educated and articulate and people want you to succeed here, which is unlike any other place. And so, you know, the communities in and of themselves helped in establishing the relationship with HBO. And then the community of Fayetteville, Mayor Jordan and his team opened their arms and it became a place that was going to be very difficult for them to leave. Uh, And they had decisions to make. And so the process not only was financial for them, but it was about a place that they knew that they could effectively create their content and truly match the script. It was a no-brainer. I think that's a good segue into the next question. One of the stars of True Detective Season 3, Mahershala Ali, described Northwest Arkansas as being like one of the characters in the series, not just a venue or a site, but a character in the series. What do you think he meant by that? Well, that was discussed during the recruitment stages as well. One of the things that we have to guard against, and when I say guard, you know, we're not necessarily there to censor content, but we want to make sure that Arkansas is looked upon in a positive light, but more than that, in a realistic positive light. And like the rest of the crew, Mahershala was blown away by the topography, just the simple beauty. And to capture the fog rolling in across the beautiful hills and the, just the bucolic setting that Arkansas is, is fantastic. And so Arkansas is going to play a character in that regard. The setting in and of itself 
is a character. And there are very few places that you can step out of off of the highway and go into a place like Devil's Den, which plays a huge part in this series. And then from there, you go to West Fork, which is a really small community. And then you're into the town of Fayetteville. And so the character that Arkansas is going to play is one of beauty. And it's one of kind of mystery because you have those hidden caverns and just the the outdoor aspect. But then you also have that cross-section of urban and rural together. And so, you know, I think that that's something that they all loved. Well, we were fortunate to take the tour. You took us along on the bus. And of course, we were in Fayetteville at the, I guess you'd call it the headquarters there, right? Is that kind of what they referred yeah, to? Yeah, the, the, the production office. Production yeah. office. And then we took a little remote trip out to Mountainburg and sort of saw firsthand how it's kind of sprawled out, right? Like you get to see a good representation of the whole of Northwest Arkansas. And I remember just thinking this must really impact a greater area than just Fayetteville, where their production offices were, but all across that portion of the state. So obviously, film production is a business in the end, right? Um, Yeah. And and deciding on a location is a business decision. So why was Arkansas a good business decision for HBO in this case and for other film and television production? I think piggybacking on, on where we were, you know, that's a good segue. First of all, anywhere you are in Arkansas, if you go 30 minutes outside of what we might call an urban center, you change locations, and you can change locations to fit pretty much any script. Sands, a beach, and an ocean, we've got a little bit of everything here. And so it's always going to make sense in a topographical standpoint, I believe. You know, I'm a little biased, but I love Arkansas, and I love, I think she's a beautiful state. As far as just business decision. You know, one of the things that we touched on a minute ago, we, I think, are set up in a unique position, unlike any other state. While we do have some competitiveness, if you have a project like True Detective and it films in Northwest Arkansas, Little Rock's still a part of it. Jonesboro's still a part of it. And we're literally one phone call away from getting anything done in the state. And that kind of falls back on everybody wants you to succeed when you're here. Everybody loves success in Arkansas. And so doing business just isn't about an incentive program. It's not just about the dollars and cents. Yes, we have a low cost of doing business, and you can get some amazing prices and deals on the goods and all of those ancillary services that it takes to produce a film. Also have the ease of doing business and the fact that the governor's door was open. We have relationships with pretty much every county judge and mayor in the state. We can get things done because people understand that we're all in this together. And I think that that's truthfully what sends us above the rest of the crowd when it comes to the way that we approach economic development in the state is that it's relationship-centered and that we're all in it together. And that seems to even come back to your role. You've mentioned before that these kinds of productions can disrupt traffic or and, and there's there's oh, yeah. there's need to make a phone call. As you mentioned, you're one phone call away. Your role seems to be very critical in that respect, wouldn't it be? Oh, my gosh, yeah. I'm on the phone every day. And depending upon, you know, what's going on, what production, it can be morning, noon or night, walking into church with my wife. I got a phone call that a particular road wasn't shut down one time. And so she went in and 
gave glory and thanks, and I sat out in the parking lot and took care of the film industry. So I think that as far as getting things done in the state, it's a concerted effort. And again, the business aspect of it, people want film in their community. One of the things that we often say is that it's like recruiting a couple-of-month convention to your community, except it's a convention that comes in and they'll, they repaint the houses and they repave roads. And they, there are all kinds of things that are truly positive, and it's a green industry. And so I take great pride in the fact that I work for an industry that leaves a community better than when it first set foot in that community. And you know, I also take great pride in the fact that we make sure that all of our locals are taken care of, and we make sure that the production's taken care of. It's got to be a symbiotic relationship. And from a producer standpoint, they appreciate what we try to do to make sure and take care of our community, but they also really are appreciative and taking care of them. So you've been doing this 12 years or so, right? Since 2007? Oh, has it been that long? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Can you hear the creaking? It's, yeah, my bones. So any good stories? Tell what, oh what's my one gosh. that comes to mind. I have so many. I can tell you a story. First of all, let me tell you a film story about mud. And if you've seen mud, and I won't give too much of the premise away if you haven't, but one of the major plot points in this is that the two young boys go out and they find a boat in a tree. Okay. And so, first of all, when you're searching for locations, one of the things that you don't expect, and I should expect it from Jeff, but he said, I've got to have this tree. I'm looking for this tree. And he had drawing, and, you know, he, he knew what he had in, in his mind because he wanted such uh, realism, and he wanted every single aspect of this film to be correct. And so we set out to find this perfect tree, and we talked to, to arborists across the state, and we had some ideas, et cetera. And it took a month and a half of scouting to give Jeff Nichols, how about this tree? No, 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 I don't like the way that branch hangs. <laughs> how about this tree? Well, you know, it's got too many branches, and we don't want to cut any. We, this, this is the way it has to be. So we finally found the tree, and the tree was in the middle of nowhere, it was in the middle of, of, of nowhere down by the White River. And one of the problems in film is the fact that you have to, even if you have the perfect location and the perfect set piece, you have to get everything to it to film it. Company move. And so you have a company move. That's exactly right. And, and you have transportation. And we're talking about all these grip and electric trucks and generators. And, you know, for a film that size, you know, we had three semis and it was just a huge show and so how do you get it there so we went to the property owner and uh, we said well have you ever thought about having a road built down to the riverside and he said oh i've thought about it but i've never been able to afford it and we said well you can now and so the production of mud spent $35,000 to build a gravel road all the way down to that property line just to film that tree, and that road still exists today, and the man uses it. So very, very positive story that came out of much 
angst and anguish in trying to find that dang thing. Uh, but, uh, you know, there are lots of stories like that. And, now uh, now referred to as season three avenue. <laughs> that's exactly right. That's <laughs> it's gravel, but one day it will be paid. That's right. Speaking with Christopher Crane, who is the film commissioner for the Arkansas Economic Development Commission. And it's been a wonderful time looking back at the films that have been produced in the state and how they're done and how they contribute to the economy. And we're so grateful to you, Christopher, for being here with us today. Thanks for having me. This has been the Arkansas Inc. Podcast. I'm your host, Jeff Moore. To learn more, visit our website at ArkansasEDC.com. Thank you for listening.